Hey, I live in the neighborhood. My Wi-Fi name is 1744. Your wife is cheating. I don't know how you did not catch on. Your address is 1744. But every day when you leave for work, a Nissan parks three houses down, walks up the side of your house, goes in your back door. I'm assuming you don't have cameras back there. Okay, your wife is smart, but she is unfaithful. I'm going to walk this way, but I don't live this way. Could you imagine being at work, being in your living room, being in a grocery store, being out with your wife and getting that ring notification and seeing this recording pop up on your cellular device? This is the Out of Character Podcast. Introducing your host. Brian Colbert. Welcome, world, welcome to another episode of the greatest podcast in the world, the Out of Character Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 42. 42 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. If you're a first time listener, welcome. We hope you enjoy the show. Follow, like, subscribe, share. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back, family. We know you have already done all of those things. Thank you all for being here for 42 episodes of the Out of Character Podcast. We have a lot of fun stuff to talk to you about, so we're going to get right into it. As y'all know, if y'all are returning listeners, if y'all are returning viewers, I love starting the shows. Talking about my little man, talking about my six-year-old son, and this episode is no different. Ladies and gentlemen, I was able to take little man to back-to-back Laker games. Now, if you are a first-time listener or first-time viewer, then you probably do not understand the level at which my son roots for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, he is only six years old, but ladies and gentlemen, he is a basketball savant. He loves hoops. He knows old players, new players. I mean, he stays locked in. So nothing was more important to him than getting to see the Lakers this season. Now, last year, I was able to take him to a Lakers game. Now, if y'all don't know, I work for the San Antonio Spurs. I do work for the NBA. So working for the NBA, I get a chance to get a lot of free tickets. Well, the Spurs Laker tickets are not one of those free ticket situations where I actually do have to find a way to buy or scrounge up good tickets to be able to take my son to these games. But I make sure I try to make it happen because he is such a big fan. And me, ladies and gentlemen, I got to admit, I'm a huge fan too. I grew up a Laker fan just like he's growing up a Laker fan. So it is always exciting for me to be able to share those moments with him. So last season, I was able to find tickets for like $2.50 a pop. I got them for us and we were able to have like really, really good seats and watch the game. However, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who are the stars of the Los Angeles Lakers, did not play. And of course, those are my son's favorite players. So it almost was kind of like a letdown because he like mentioned it. Like I said, he's locked in. And back then he's five, but he's locked in. He knew it. He said, Dad, LeBron didn't play. AD didn't play. Oh, man, you know, the Lakers won, thankfully. But it still was kind of a letdown that he didn't get to see his favorite player. So I promised myself that no matter what, The following season, which was this season, I would make it up to him and I would get him a chance to see LeBron James and his favorite Laker, Anthony Davis. So the schedule comes out this year and it says not only do the Lakers play the Spurs in San Antonio twice, 
but the Lakers play the Spurs in San Antonio back to back, meaning that they played one night and then the next very next night, the Lakers played again in San Antonio and that is what happened. And the best part is that it was during the Thanksgiving break. Now, this year I was very lucky to have my son for Thanksgiving and because his mom's getting it for Christmas, we did like a Thanksgiving miss, right? Where we celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas all in one and I get him for a couple weeks to just celebrate the holiday. You know, I get him out of school a week early just so we could have a little extra time to spend together because during Christmas we won't get to see each other. You know, we have to split time. That's what happens when you, you know, you get two Christmases, you know, and I'm sure he actually enjoys it quite a lot, but it worked out perfectly timing wise because my son was in town for Thanksgiving. So I was like, oh man, this is the perfect Christmas gift. I'm gonna surprise my little man. I'm not gonna let him know. I was able to get us tickets. And of course, like I said, I don't really get free tickets to the Lakers games. The Lakers games are too popular. So you don't really get free tickets. And if we do, they're gonna be like in the nosebleeds. And me, I'm raising my son as a very spoiled son. So he has never once had to sit in the nosebleeds. I know sitting in the nosebleeds as a young man builds character, you know, having the binoculars. I did it as a young man, but him, you know, I work really hard so that he doesn't have to do things like that. Like my son be courtside and be real, real close to the action because I want him to be able to see it. In my mind, if he could see this greatness up close, right, and, and witness these things and almost to the point where he feels like he can touch it, to me, if I feel like it's going to feel attainable to him, right? Like he's going to see these things and be like, oh, I can definitely do this. If not only do this, I can do even better. So to me, it's very important to have him close up and into the action, right? So I, I worked my magic. I talked to a few people and I was able to get, not only was I able to get us tickets inside, but I was able to get my son a media credential, which means that when he walked into the building, he had like a little tag that said his name on it and said media Maybe not a huge deal to like the average listener, but if you're in media or if you work anywhere in sports, you know how tough it is to get one of those media credentials. And my son got one at six years old. Again, showing him something that is awesome and dope that not a lot of kids will get to see, but show him, son, these are the things that are attainable to you if you just work hard, if you just focus. And these are all things we talk about during these surprises and these lessons. Like, look, man, you know, I know this is dope, but realize the work and effort it took to get these, right? So it's always important for me to have these moments with him and like I said I was able to get him this huge surprise media credentials great seats courtside right next to the Lakers all of these great things I knew he was gonna love but it's Christmas right Thanksgiving Christmas right so I want it to be a surprise and there's something about me and little man we have these things where he just says my dad gives the best surprises and that gasses me up so now I feel like I always got to come out with dope surprises so I knew Back-to-back Laker games, oh, that was going to be a lit surprise. Now, like I told y'all, my son is actually tapped in. So before he even gets to San Antonio for Thanksgiving, he already knows the Lakers have two games in San Antonio. He's already prepared. And like I said, I am raising him quite spoiled. So he knows already in his mind, Pops is taking me to this game. So he's already got a lot of confidence knowing, oh, he's packed his Anthony Davis jersey. I mean, he is ready to go. In his mind, he already knows there is no way the Lakers come to San Antonio. My dad is not taking me, right? So... We get from the plane, we come from Nebraska to San Antonio, and we're in the car, and I can just tell the whole trip, the whole plane ride, he wanted to ask me about the Lakers game. He wanted to check the temperature and see if me and him would be going to the Lakers game. And finally, end of the trip, we're almost home. He finally, he can't hold it anymore, and he asked, Dad, I heard the Lakers are playing the Spurs this week. 
And that's how he said it, right? He ain't want to really come out and, like, fully play his hand. You know, he's very, very smart. He was like, hey, man, listen. You know, just checking the temperature. Hey, man, I heard the Lakers are in town. You know, just checking, seeing what Pop's going to say. And I laughed and I said, yeah, man, I know. And, you know, I know you want to go, but, bro, I couldn't get us tickets, man. I couldn't get us tickets. And ladies and gentlemen, just like I thought when I said that, the amount of disappointment that overwhelmed this kid was ridiculous. He looked so sad. And not only was he sad, he looked disappointed in me. He said, well, Dad, don't you work for the Spurs? I said, yes, son, I do. I do work for the Spurs. He said, well, since you work for them, I think you should probably get free tickets. And he said it in a way as in like, yo, I'm a sucker for not getting free tickets to this Lego game. Like, how is a place that hires me, that pays me, not willing to give me free tickets? Like, he kind of let me know, like, hey, bro, you should be getting free tickets. He almost kind of scolded me a little bit. But that's how disappointed he was. In his mind, he was prepared to go see LeBron James Anthony Davis for the first time. And I had just taken the wind out of his sails, ladies and gentlemen. And I know that might sound crazy. I know that might sound rude. I know that might sound cruel. But I love it. I love it. I love seeing the disappointment on his face. Just because I knew that excitement when I finally gave him his surprise. Oh, it was going to be epic, ladies and gentlemen. And I live for those epic surprises. And he's still sick, so he's still really, really easy to fool. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to be able to fool him like this forever. I probably only have a few more surprises left in the tuck before he knows dad is full of Right? So I'm very, very excited about this. I'm like, yes, in my head, I'm like, yes, it worked. Because like I said, he had a lot of confidence. He just knew we was going to the game. But I shut it down early. I shut it down early. So then we get to Thanksgiving, Christmas, right? Like Thanksgiving Day. And he opens up his gifts. I get my boy a Magic Johnson jersey. Like what six-year-old asked for a Magic Johnson jersey? But it's his favorite player. It's his favorite Laker of all time. So I get him this Magic Johnson jersey. And he loves it. And he swagged out. But you can tell there's still a little bit of disappointment in his soul because he knows he will not be wearing this Magic Johnson jersey to the game that he thought he was going to. He opens up all his gifts. And still, I do not mention anything about this Laker game. We go through all of Thanksgiving Christmas. We make it through the whole day. No conversation about this Laker game. I bring him home. I surprise him with a basketball room. He's getting older now, so he doesn't want the Marvel room anymore. He wants a basketball room. And I, I did it all up for him. I made it all for him. But still, no mention of this Lakers game. I'm shoving basketball stuff in this kid's face. I am just rubbing it in. Because every time he sees something basketball, I know he's thinking about the missed opportunity of the Lakers game. And he's not really certain of dates or calendars or anything like that. So in his mind, we might have already missed the game. It might already be too late for him. And sure enough, ladies and gentlemen, I leave my son on Thanksgiving Christmas very, very happy and pleased because he got some great gifts and some great surprises. But he was a tad bit disappointed knowing he had missed out on his chance to see Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So the next day comes, ladies and gentlemen, and we're chilling. You know, we have good food. We have leftovers. We're chilling. We're hanging out. And it's game day. But like I said, little man has no, no idea that the game is today or if the game is past or if when the game is really. He just knows that it's supposed to be sometime in San Antonio. So he's not really thinking about it. So we do our thing, and then I tell him, hey, man, get dressed I said hey man you know what 
since we're not going to the Lakers game, the least thing you could do is you could wear your Magic jersey. You at least want to wear your Magic jersey. And he lights up and he says, yeah. I, I think I could do that. Yeah, I'll wear it no matter what. At, at least they gon' play. Like, I'll wear it. You know, that's his logic behind it. And ladies and gentlemen, I get him in the car. I get him dressed up. And we pull up to that arena. And the minute, and it takes him a minute because my son, does he be in his own world like his dad, right? So he's chilling. He's driving. He's not really paying attention to where we're going. He has no idea. I think I told him we're just getting food or something like that. And ladies and gentlemen, when he looks and sees that AT&T symbol on the stadium. That's the San Antonio Spurs Stadium. That's their arena. When he pulls up, ladies and gentlemen, I wish I would have been recording his face. His jaw dropped. And he said, what? We're going to the Lakers game? And ladies and gentlemen, my heart filled with joy because the surprise I had been trying to pull off was successful. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to go to the game. He got to sit courtside and watch the Lakers warm up. And he got to go through an entrance that nobody else gets to go through. He got to go through the media entrance. He got to go through the back of the arena. He got to, and as a little kid, I can't imagine how cool this seems. Because everything's so much bigger when you're a child, right? At least I hope. And ladies and gentlemen, we had a blast. Like I said, he got to sit courtside and watch the Lakers warm up. One of the greatest coaches in the NBA, Phil Handy, came up to us multiple times, shook little man's hand, talked to him. Asking what he was doing, how he was doing. Wanted to see his Magic Johnson jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, it was an incredible experience. And I'm not really sure who had more fun, me or him. Because ladies and gentlemen, like I said earlier, putting him in situations like that where he's able to see Anthony Davis up close, stretching, warming up. Able to see LeBron James and these other athletes that he watches on TV every chance he gets. Watches on YouTube every chance he gets. Now he's an arm's length of them. One of the Lakers actually passed him the ball and asked for him to pass it back. One of the Spurs, he, killed, he loves Keldon Johnson and want to watch him warm up. Keldon's waving at him and weakening at him because Keldon remembers him from camp. And these things are normal to him at this point in his life. He thinks that stuff like this just happens. But to me, that's a beautiful thing because... During the whole process, I am telling him how much work it takes to do this. How much work it took daddy to get to a, a point in his life where he could just do things like this for you without fear of consequence. How much work it took Anthony Davis to get on this court and play in front of these fans. Showing him like, yo, listen, man, it's an hour before game time and they're warming up. They're sweating. He even said, he said, Dad, they're sweating already. The game hasn't started yet. I said, yes, son, that's the work it takes. Because like most kids his age, he wants to be an NBA player. He wants to be an NBA superstar. He wants to be a Laker. And who am I to tell him that that's not attainable? I understand that it's a very small percentage of people that accomplish that. But why can't he? Why can't he be part of that small percentage? In my mind, I've accomplished things nobody thought was possible. So why can't he? He's going to be allotted way more opportunities than me. I wasn't sitting courtside of the NBA games at his age. And in my mind, that will play a major difference in his growth and his development and his ability to dream and reach for the stars. Because I have no doubt my little man will be an NBA player if that's what he wants. And if he continues to tell me that's what he wants, I promise y'all, ladies and gentlemen, I will do whatever I can to get him to that goal. So these little moments when I'm able to take him to NBA games, whether it's Lakers or other teams... To me, I feel like it's just getting him a little closer to that goal because he's able to see other human beings 
that have done that same thing. And I tell them all the time, son, if them, why not you? If they can do it, why can't you do it? You human just like them. You have the same 24 hours in your day. Get after it. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope it inspires them. Because I'll tell you what, it inspires me. Being able to do those things for him makes me feel, especially as young as he is, it motivates me because I know I have to go even harder. I know this is the standard I've set for him, so I have to constantly be on my A game. I can't squander opportunities. I can't mess up because I want to continue to show him great things, things that other kids would only dream of seeing. So that one day he can show his kids even things that I couldn't even dream of. And then the cycle will just continue. But ladies and gentlemen, he is part of a long line of future covert men. So ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I hope it inspires him, but it really does inspire me. I'm so grateful to have that little man in my life. He's getting so much older. Even the conversation about, oh, well, shouldn't you get free tickets? I mean, that was such a grown man retort, right? And I'm so grateful that I get these opportunities to spend time with him, to make memories with him, to get him to be around my family. It means the world to me, ladies and gentlemen. And it means the world to me to be able to share these kind of stories with my out-of-character family. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 42. Episode 42 of the greatest podcast in the world, the out-of-character podcast. As always, ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you're listening. And if you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. We hope you enjoyed thus far. If you're a returning listener, welcome back, family. Thank you for being here. If you haven't yet, subscribe, like, share, post, hit me up, DM me, whatever y'all want to do. Listen, man, I love my out-of-character family. I appreciate y'all for always giving me a lot of info, a lot of stories, and a lot of subject matter. And ladies and gentlemen, with that in mind, yet another thing, another wild story came across the out-of-character desk. Now, a few episodes ago, I don't know if y'all remember me talking about my family member who is a grandmother that was doing wild, freaky things on Snapchat, right? And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe somebody in my family, let alone a grandmother in my family, was doing such wild things on the internet. And then, like things always seem to work out for the Out of Character podcast, a story comes across my desk about an old 60-year-old-plus woman who was running a major illegal operation, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, one of Vietnam's biggest drug queens was arrested after years of being on the run. A woman considered to be one of Vietnam's biggest drug queens is finally in custody. Radar has learned Radar is some article I'm reading, right? Wu Hong On, I probably butchered it, also known as On Ha, was arrested after eluding cops making drug busts for more than four years. The 65-year-old woman is known for running a drug trafficking ring that included hundreds of kilograms of heroin, methamphetamine, and ecstasy into Vietnam. Oh, they turned it up in Vietnam. That's some heavy amounts of drugs. And those are the big drugs right there, ladies and gentlemen. Those are like the little drugs. They ain't a little bit of marijuana and some coke. This is the real deal. A 65-year-old woman. I will continue. The Ministry of Public Security announced that Ona was arrested during an operation that took more than five weeks and included more than 100 police officers and soldiers. 
own is the sister of Doong Ha, a notorious criminal who was assassinated in year 2000 by Namcom, another notorious criminal that Dong had worked with in the past. So this is a family of criminals. A family of criminals. Her brother was assassinated. So she says, you know what? I'm going to take on the reins, bro, bro. Don't you worry about a thing. And the cops ain't going to catch me. I'll continue. During the arrest of Ona, police seized 131 kilograms or about 289 pounds of drugs. Another 28 people were arrested between September and October in connection to the drug ring. 131 kilograms is 289 pounds of drugs. Can you imagine? Could you imagine your 65-year-old grandmother driving around with that kind of work? Leaning all the way back in her Cadillac with pounds in her trunk. She picking up the ground kid. She picking up the grandkids. Taking them to the zoo. Meanwhile, she one of the most deadly, most lethal mother suckers in town. Grandma. Think your grandkids knew that? They ain't know. Dang, no. Ona was first busted in May 2018. Now, see, Ona now. This ain't her first run in with the law. She notorious. Check this out. Ona was first busted in May 2018 when seven people were taken into custody and 30 kilograms of methamphetamine and 100,000 ecstasy pills were seized. See, back in 2018, Ona was chilling a little bit, right? She was just getting a little party on. She wasn't going too crazy. That's a little light. But she escaped custody and left Vietnam when they found her. So see what happens. Ona escaped. So she, she got away with that little work. She said, oh, I'm going to step it up. The feds soft. I'm, I'm going to get away with this. They ain't expecting me. I'm 65 years old. They ain't expecting me. And Ona, she, they sure enough didn't expect you, Ona. Because although Ona was on the run, she continued to run a transactional drug ring via young criminals from the Golden Triangle area of Vietnam's busiest cities, including Ho Chi Minh City and Haiphong. Police say the criminals would hide drugs inside car engines before shipping them to Ho Chi Minh City, where they were then taken to Pham Da'an, director of the Skyhouse Import, Export and Trading Company, and then transported to Haiphong. I am probably butchering all of this, but none of that matters. The story is what matters, people. Hong was one of the people arrested as police seized two cars of two kilograms of drugs. So she's had a few run-ins with the law. But ladies and gentlemen, this really got me to thinking. If a 65-year-old Vietnamese woman can elude cops for years, have a family, have kids, have grandkids, and not get caught for almost decades... Ladies and gentlemen, it begs me to ask, do we really know anybody, even loved ones? Like I said, I had a family member that I've known since birth. And she was out here selling her feet. And I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. I could not fathom her doing something like that because all I knew was her as family member, right? She was innocent to me. I wasn't holding her to the same standards, as every other human, because she's just a human being, right? Human beings do crazy things all the time. So do you think Hong's family, I don't even remember if that's the correct name. Well, do you think Hong's family knew that she was doing all this thing? Now, of course, like I said, some other family was part of it. But I bet you her grandkids ain't know. Like I said, she probably picking them up from school. 
picking him up from school. Meanwhile, she still got to work on her on her sleeve. Got a little bit of cocaine on her sleeve. A grandmother. What if my mom, who is a 60-plus-year-old grandmother, what if she was doing things like that? And the honest truth is, I can't say she's not. I have no idea what she does when I'm not around. I see her quite frequently, but it's for small parts of days. Who knows what's going on when I'm not around? What if my mom was out here moving work? How would I feel? What would I do if given that information? I had to really sit and ask myself that. You know, I like to put myself in other people's shoes, especially when these stories come in. I try to, I try to relate. And honestly, if my mom was running a notorious drug ring and I had no idea and then I found out, I think my first initial response would be, why are you holding out on me, moms? I could have moved to work. I could go up and down Mexico. I could have learned Spanish. I could have made things shake. Why ain't you put me in on it? Maybe, moms, I could have kept you from getting caught. I could have kept the feds up off you, but you ain't even put me on. That's how. That's really honestly how I would feel. I wouldn't even be like upset over anything else. I would hope she was safe, but I would be impressed. My mother, my mom, the woman who raised me, who cooked, cleaned the crib, worked her butt off. She was moving work this whole time. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, I'm half Mexican. This could very well be my life. I don't put nothing past Mexicans, people. My mother could have a whole operation around her belt and I would never know. So, mom, if you're listening, I don't judge you. Just put me in on it. A brother needs some ends, too. I can make some things shake. I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 42. Episode 42 of the greatest podcast in the world, the Out of Character Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you're a returning listener, welcome back, family. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for being here for us, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate y'all so much. And because we appreciate y'all, ladies and gentlemen, I forget to do this because I don't record enough, and that is my fault. But... Ladies and gentlemen, our sponsors are still the great people over at Audible. And the great people over at Audible have a deal for y'all. If you like reading, if you like ebooks, if you like podcasts, ladies and gentlemen, then I got something for you. The Out of Character Podcast is offering you, in partnership with Audible, a free month subscription to Audible's premium package. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is an unlimited supply of audio books, memoirs. And podcast. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Out of Character podcast is on Audible and multiple other streaming platforms. But we like to shout out Audible because they put a little bit of bread in our pockets and because they like to give our Out of Character family some free stuff. Yes, that's a free month subscription to their premium package. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash the OOC podcast. That's audibletrial.com slash T-H-E-O-O-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's audibletrial.com slash the OOC podcast. Head to that link and get your free month subscription to Audible, ladies and gentlemen. And ladies and gentlemen, I know I sounded a little worked up. 
when I started talking about not knowing what family and friends are really up to, right? Because it could be your loved ones. It could be a significant other. They could be living a whole nother life and you not knowing me. Ladies and gentlemen, if y'all don't know this about me, I have extremely bad trust issues. Y'all don't trust anybody. There's not a human on earth that I fully trust completely because I know as human beings, we tend to do things that benefit us or protect us. It is human nature. And I do not judge people for that, but it keeps me from trusting really anybody. I stay very weary of people, right? And stories like this do not help at all. And ladies and gentlemen, there is a video going around that also proves that we really do not know these people that we love. We could be living in the same house with somebody. We could be sharing a life with someone. We could have children, a home, vehicles, accounts, all with somebody and really not know what they are up to. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a video going around of a neighbor pulling up and you know everybody got those rings, right? Those little ring cameras that are on the door. And there's this neighbor that pulls up on one of his neighbors and he's covering his face, but he's talking into the ring and he says, hey, sir, listen, I pulled up just to let you know. You know, actually, actually, let me not ruin it for you. Matter of fact, I'm going to play it for y'all. Let me play it for y'all. Hey, I live in the neighborhood. My Wi-Fi name is 1744. Your wife is cheating. I don't know how you did not catch on. Your address is 1744. But every day when you leave for work, a Nissan parks three houses down, walks up the side of your house, goes in your back door. I'm assuming you don't have cameras back there. Okay, your wife is smart, but she is unfaithful. I'm going to walk this way, but I don't live this way. Could you imagine being at work, being in your living room, being in a grocery store, being out with your wife? And getting that ring notification and seeing this recording pop up on your cellular device. Now, clearly, this is a neighbor. Like, my man's gave the Wi-Fi name. Because you know you have seen all of the Wi-Fi names in your neighborhood a hundred times trying to click on your Wi-Fi, trying to give other people your Wi-Fi. You know and recognize Wi-Fi names. So, off the rip, my man already lets you know, listen, I ain't here for the bull. I am a neighbor, and I'm here helping you out. And for those of y'all listening on the video, like, he walks up, but then he covers his face right away. And I get why he covers his face. That might be a red flag that some people make you think you can't trust this guy. But me, I understand. Because if I'm giving this type of information, I don't know how you will react to this. If I tell you your wife's cheating, you may attack me. So I'm definitely covering my face, and I'm definitely not telling you where I live. You heard what he said. Hey, listen, I'm going this way, but I do not live this way. Just let the man know, listen, do not try to track me down. I am just here to help you out. And help out this neighbor did. Can you imagine if every person, if every spouse that was getting cheated on had a neighbor like that to just look out, to just be noticing and paying attention? Yeah, I would be kind of curious on why you're watching my house so much and notice the patterns that my wife is making. You notice strangers coming into my crib. Like you have to really be on the lookout for my crib to really know what's going on. But in that situation, that's neither here nor there. Because now I know what's up. Now I know how to catch shorty. Now I have the upper hand. Could you imagine a neighbor doing that? And me, like, I got a PhD in mind in my own damn business. But damn, what a way to look out for somebody. Because he honestly just gave information so that whoever was listening could find out really what's up with his wife. My man gave details. He said every day. I, and honestly, he kind of played to me. He said, I don't know how you don't know. I don't know how you're missing out. 
But ladies and gentlemen, that's the whole point. You could be living with somebody and have no idea who that person is. You got to ask questions. That's why the interview with me, I ask questions. I got to know what's going on. I got to I gotta be tapped in. Because I couldn't imagine getting a message like that. It would ruin my day. And honestly, I would want to know who that neighbor was. I would want to track that neighbor down because I need more answers. But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, I don't know if he didn't. I mean, you had to have known the guy had a ring to even go up to the crib. But like he didn't cover his face at first. So you already know who the guy is. Like it shows his face clearly. But still, to risk anything happening, like I said, this guy can respond any type of way. His wife's cheating on him. He can spaz out and beat you up. He could think you're the man she's cheating with. We have no idea. We really don't know. That could be the move right there. That could have been the side nigga. We really don't know. But damn, what a lookout that was. And like I said, I like to relate to these things, right? I like to put myself in this situation. And honestly, I do not think that would happen for me. Because ladies and gentlemen, I got to be honest, I am not a very neighborly person. I don't know if it was living six years in the East Coast that did it. But ladies and gentlemen, I have no need or want to talk to any of my neighbors. At all. I don't know why I'm like that. I just don't. Mind your business. Stay over there. Stay away from me. Stay on your side of the fence. Don't knock on my door and ask for eggs. Don't knock on my door and ask for sugar. Mind your damn business. But that attitude, ladies and gentlemen, could leave me shit out of luck. What if I need a neighbor to look out? And honestly, until that video, I really didn't think of that. Because I remember my first encounter with my neighbors. Now, my crib, I live on a corner lot, right? So I only have one set of neighbors. They're on one side of me. And they never did nothing wrong to me. I didn't really know nothing about them. But because of what I am used to, I am used to living in a city where neighbors mind their business. They don't walk up on you because they don't know what you got on you. They don't just do casual small talk with strangers because they got shit to do. That's the energy and mindset that I'm coming from at this point, right? That's what I'm used to. So I'm moving into my new crib when I first get out here. Taking stuff out of my car, doing things like doing things that you do when you're moving. And I'm outside, right? So I'm moving around and I'm sure my neighbors saw, oh, hey, look at this young black man. He's new. And I'm sure they probably didn't care. I was black. They seemed like really nice people. But they definitely noticed me and knew that I was a new guy. knew that I was a new neighbor. So as I'm moving things from my car into my home, doing little things like that, my neighbor approaches me. How's it going, neighbor? And sticks his hands out and shakes my hand. Or goes to shake my hand. And instead of me realizing, hey, this is Texas, this is the South, people are a little more friendly. People are a little more agreeable out here. I looked at him as if he had a knife in his hand and he reached out with it. And like I said, I'm able to tell this story now, but in the moment, I'm not realizing what I'm doing. But now I can see what I did. I looked at him as if he offended me. I don't even know if I said anything, but my look, my facial expression said enough. What the f are you doing on my property right now why did you just approach me you don't know me man i could be crazy i could be dangerous i could be insane those are all the things that are going through my head right now as this person approaches me like yo the nerve what do you want from me who are you you have to want something from me because who just comes up and talks to somebody probably a neighbor right but I didn't see it like that, ladies and gentlemen. And that attitude could keep me from getting looked out 
like this. So now I got to figure out a way to make friends with my neighbors, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm honestly about to move. So I don't really have a lot of time. But when I move, I also need to make sure I make friends with those neighbors too. Because ladies and gentlemen, that may be the only way you're able to catch your family members or your friends or your loved ones doing egregious, crazy things. Doing out of character things, ladies and gentlemen. So if you've learned one thing from this episode, one thing from episode 42 of the greatest podcast in the world, the Out of Character Podcast, is that you can't trust anybody. Not your spouse, not your grandmother, not your mom, not your dad. Be wary. Because they could be out here selling pictures of their feet. They could be out here lying and cheating. Or they could be out here running drug rings. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Character Podcast, episode 42. As always, I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. And if you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for being here. We hope you enjoyed the show. Yes, we know it was silly. Yes, we know we laughed. We joked around. And that's what the Out of Character Podcast is all about. It's about laughs. It's about happiness. And if you're a returning listener, you already know that. Thank you, family, for being here. Thank y'all for always loving and supporting. We have so much more things to get into as the weeks go by. We're about to hit the new year. Hopefully, we give y'all a few more episodes before the new year. 2022 flew by. And ladies and gentlemen, I know during this time, right, when the year is starting to dwindle, you start reflecting on your year. You start trying to plan for new things. You start making resolutions. And I know during that time it can be hard, especially if you didn't always accomplish the things throughout the year that you planned on accomplishing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're one of those people, I tell you that these calendars, these dates, it means absolutely nothing. You can wake up tomorrow and get after it and change everything about your life. You can do it now. You can do it today. Don't let the pressures of the new year get over you. Don't look at the people around you and compare yourself to what they've got going on. I know that happens. This New Year's stuff is crazy. That's why the gyms be packed. That's why so much money is spent. There's a lot of emotions and grief and also a lot of expectations when you're coming into the New Year. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're feeling those things, relax, take a break. We go day by day every day. And if you could put your best foot forward day by day every day, ladies and gentlemen, you won. I'm proud of you. I love y'all, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Out of Character Podcast, episode 42. I'm your host, Brian Cobra. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you're listening. And if you're listening, God bless. <laughs>